Well, I think this is part of a process that we're seeing happen in international forums in which Israel's years of occupation are starting to be held accountable. You know, this is a non-binding resolution. It's a process that will take a long time. I think anybody who understands basic post-World War II rule of law understands that a military occupation is illegal and not legitimate. Of course, in Israel, it's not spoken about that way. So that's why this is very significant. It's also significant because the U.S. policy on settlements and on the occupation, uh, while in rhetoric, has been, you know, to condemn them, mostly has not done anything about it. So I think in large part, this specific uh, hearing kind of makes an, an actor like the U.S. look kind of embarrassed because they continue to support Israel pretty much without condition and they continue to supply aid and military uh, weapons all the time. While you see that in international courts of law, in the highest courts of law, Israel is, is on trial for its occupation. And of course, there's also the ICJ genocide hearing by South Africa, which in some ways is much more substantial. So in, in all these cases, you have Israel kind of being put on trial in many ways. And so I think that's putting a spotlight on, um, you know, years and years of destructive policies. As the Paris negotiations to achieve a pause in the fighting to allow the return of some of the 134 hostages held by Hamas continued ahead of the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, Israeli ministers have said that unless a deal is reached, Israel will launch its long-awaited operation against the southern Gaza city of Rafah, where more than a million Palestinians have sought shelter under increasingly dire humanitarian situation. What is the Israeli public view of this situation now? Well, the Israeli public supports the war as far as the need to defeat Hamas and to no longer have Hamas in power in Gaza. So there's consensus around that. And there hasn't been much opposition at all to the way in which Israel has waged this war. People want to see the hostages come home. There's also a strong pressure from the families of the hostages and from released hostages to prioritize that, which was not a priority in the beginning of the war. So the public wants to see the hostages come home, but they're somewhat split about how to achieve that or whether it can be achieved. Some believe that it's a trade-off so that if you want to destroy Hamas, you might have to sacrifice that and stop the war either permanently or for a quite a long time in order to get the hostages home, which is the framework that we're starting to, to see right now with Qatar and the US and Egypt and Paris. Others believe that the hostages should be sacrificed if need be, because the ultimate goal is to get rid of Hamas. Now, get rid of Hamas is also unclear because we are now almost five months in and we see that Israel hasn't had a strategic breakthrough and that even military intelligence officials believe that Hamas will remain intact on some level. So some Israelis feel like the only real victory that you can get now is to get the hostages safely and home and alive. But nobody really knows at what point the negotiations will have a breakthrough, whether we'll see a temporary ceasefire or a longer ceasefire. Nobody really knows at this point. But the Israeli public is very clear on the fact that they don't want Netanyahu in leadership. Some want elections now. Some believe it should wait until after the war, but that nobody knows when this war is going to end. So the pressure for elections and for a change in leadership is growing. The pressure for the hostage deal is also quite strong. And then you have, of course, the domestic political interests of Netanyahu, which is to remain in power. And so a lot of people don't believe that he's actually interested in this deal because it would mean some kind of cessation of hostilities that would allow 
time for more pressure from the outside on Israel to continue the ceasefire and to stop the war. And that's something that, you know, Netanyahu doesn't want. So there's a lot of different factors in what's happening here. And I think Israeli society is mostly just hoping that the hostages can come home at this point, and then some hope that Israel can then continue with the operation. And we'll have to wait and see what happens.